This is a true story. To find out what happens, what happens? when people stop being polite. Start getting. <laughs> want to welcome 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 everybody to another episode of the real world um i got my main man darren in the building Yo. Uh, i got a special guest um she goes by the name of richie no, I go by see she's already gonna do a lot of this uh <laughs> she has a podcast that's gonna be dropping soon like i'm really excited for that uh but whenever i have like moments when they're uh, we're discussing sort of male patriarchy and women's issues. I tend to defer to her. So I thought she'd be great to have on this episode. So thank you for coming. Thank you for having me. I appreciate it. No doubt. It's been a very long time coming. All facts. <laughs> um, we're probably about two weeks too late for this to be sort of like a trending topic and like the hot news. But I sort of wanted to talk about... Uh, Black people's response to Shakari Richardson or Shakari Richardson not making the Olympic team and sort of how we felt about that. Um, I mean, personally, I, you know, she knew the rules and she took the risk. She was grieving. She was in pain. Her mental health was in, a, she was in the, you know, a tizzy. So she did what she made the decision knowing that she was not going to be able to go to the Olympics. So. That's her personal responsibility, her personal choice, and her personal responsibility. I am absolutely surprised that that's your take on that. Why are you surprised? Uh, I think mainly because the overwhelming thing that we've heard from sort of um, the microphone is how this is an injustice, you know, uh, cannabis specifically is something that white people are profiting from. Like, these are all of the it's things like, like the ditties and everybody... American thing yeah, it's, it's, it's a global it has its own commission it's nothing to do with america like i know we think we're the center of the universe but we are actually not i had a lot to say because i thought you were really gonna fight <laughs> this that throws me for quite the loop uh as i collect my thoughts darren how do you feel about this fam no nah, i agree with her i mean i totally agree um at the end of the day it's still politics though so it's like Okay, she knew the rules. She was grieving. I think we should be able to understand that, but she did take the risk. She knew what, you know, what was at stake. Now, should she have been given a fair chance to maybe, you know, within a certain amount of days, get it together? I mean, I think when they give her a month. Um, well, the, the her suspension is a month. It's okay. 30 days. Okay. Which made her not be able to what, qualify. Or, or she so she there. qualified, but she wasn't able to run. So when they would have had the actual uh, race for her, like those heats, she would have she been. Was miss them. Okay, right. Okay. Well, like I said, she knew the risk that she was taking when she was, you know. I understand grieving. It was a coping mechanism for her. So we should be able to understand that she lost her mother. But it's still the Olympics and it's global. So it's, it wasn't a United States thing. It's, you know, it's the Olympics. So. And that's the rules of the Olympics. Right. They don't want anyone getting high i mean and it's not a performance enhancing drug and i think those are valid critiques and that's a, those are things that could be taken up with the olympic committee or whatever but like it, you can't just change the rules in the middle of it just to benefit this one one woman. person mm -hmm. like that's that's not fair that wouldn't be fair to the other other athletes that have 
you know, not partaking and did the right thing to be able to compete. So, uh, as I've sort of sat here and taken in all of your thoughts, I think about two things mainly. Um, one being, I'm really upset with the people that she had in her corner that couldn't have convinced her to do something else. Maybe she didn't talk to anybody about it before she did it. My assumption is that everybody has a weed man. Homie should have known, like, yo, like, you're it. He's a weed man. Nah. His whole job and responsibility is to push weed. Right. Dar- like, yo, Why we, is that his responsibility to make sure she makes it to the Olympics? That's her responsibility. So we're 80s babies. Like, we, funny enough, I even though we... 80s baby, thank you very much. Yeah. 85 is still 80. Yeah. It is, In but the like, of the 80s. what do you remember from the eighties? Uh, nothing. I was five. That's my point. Like, we we at least from yeah. See, like yeah, we we remember some stuff. I was four. I remember kindergarten, pre K, three and four. So, so we actually grew up in a very similar like part of DC. Um, he literally was right up the street. We didn't know this, of course, because we had different paths. But Rayful Edmonds' mom, for instance, uh, notorious drug dealer in DC, lived on my block absolutely like the drug dealers the everything there were two people they didn't fuck with kids and people that had like some sort of like future that you could see do you really believe that or do you think that's just something that you've idealistically seen from your perspective and not known that drug dealers push drugs even in the 80s even the kids maybe not him specifically on that specific block because his mama was there but I guarantee you he made a couple people crackheads in the 80s who were children. I won't disagree with that. <laughs> like, but like... It's not realistic tape. I don't know. Drug dealers sell drugs. They don't give a damn about you going well, to the Olympics. Him. I think that was a rare... That was something rare because of him. That is not every drug dealer. I don't think her drug dealer... If he's not her personal friend, he's not about to really care what she does. She's she might not his even a guy from a drug, drug dealer directly. She could have had a friend get it for her. But that's my point. Like, your friend wasn't like, yo. Louisiana is where she went to school. Like, she went to LSU. So I'm assuming she's either in Louisiana or Texas. One of those two. Okay. Or maybe Florida. She's one of those three states, for sure. Okay. Because I'm just saying, what if she was went to a state where it was legalized? You know, let's say she was in Vegas or Cali and chose to smoke there or something like that and just came back then what i mean it was still a risk that she right yeah like and that's my thing like if there's no weed man true but my thing is like i think to rochelle's point earlier if it was a friend that got it for like yo like your friends got to look out for you when you can't look out for yourself like if i see something no of course not but if i see something great in you and i see something where you might potentially mess up or like blow an opportunity absolutely I'm going to be on your ass about not doing that. Parent or not, like, this is how close we are. If he sees me doing something where I am specifically messing up my life or, like, putting something at risk when it's, like, a bigger picture, he is absolutely going to get in my shit. And I I expect that of, like, my friends. I think it's a little different. Like, she just lost her mother. How many of your good, close friends are going to deny you what you're asking for while you're grieving? If I'm about to make probably like a bag from Nike because I am that person. She's still gonna make that bag from Nike. Nike is not taking that money away, and she was making it before she qualified for the Olympics. She's on the team, yes. Like yeah. she's a she's a Nike endorsed athlete, yeah. but you know, like it's a difference when you win the Olympics. Like we, Bruce Jenner became a thing and was able to become Caitlyn Jenner because he won, like won Olympic medals. Uh, I, I don't think that was the leap exactly, but kind of was. I see what you're saying because like, he was able to literally like. 
in the 70s. Because he won. Right, right. I get it. And that's what I'm saying. For her, like, I mean, if she was, wins... If she was able to transition 40 years later, I don't really think it had anything to do with the Olympics. Nah, I think that, like, the Olympics still catapults people. I mean, I can understand that point of view. I we just, look at Simone Biles as I'm the just, GOAT. I'm like, not seeing the correlation between... Which one of us walk... <laughs> which one of us... So, like, which one of us looks at... Uh, we'll take women's gymnastics, right? I don't know a single thing that happens in women's gymnastics other than the Olympics. Like, they televise it, you know what I'm saying? But we know Simone Biles being the GOAT and not just for, like, the sparkly stuff that she puts on her uniform because of what she's done in the Olympics year in. Like, she comes out and she crushes everything. So that's able to catapult you in a light that, like, maybe your specific sport doesn't. Like, we don't know, like, for instance, like, when track runners do stuff like the the world, uh, the U.S. finals or stuff like that, we don't care. It's like, yo, did you do that at the Olympics? Did you set that world record at the Olympics? All of those people... Usain Bolt became that dude because of the Olympics, not because of what he did at Penn Relays. Yeah, I mean, I guess I get that, you know, wanting the accolades and things like that. But I, I don't think those elite athletes that make it to the Olympics are like, that's the end all be all for them in their sport. Because the Olympics is every four years. It's not their whole career. It's not even going to be a big, large part of their career. No, it's not the end all be all of their career. Agree. But what it is the end all be all of is like your endorsement chances. Because if you're in like these non like high. She's been affected negatively monetarily wise. Like, yes, it might be delayed, but she's 21 years old. Who's to say that in four years you'd like just because like you. That's the other thing. You could have an injury. She's dope right now. What happens if something hurt? Like she gets hurt. Then that's what happens. And she doesn't have the bag. I know, but that's why it's so important that well, like you, you get it, like well, you get it now, like well, you no, you don't no, know what's gonna happen. The other thing is, there's some young girl that's training right now that's gonna be faster than her. It's gonna take her spot. I mean, she I, I, apparently I don't know much about her, but I feel like it was like a year or two ago before, like she got smoked, like she wasn't. She just hit into this stride. She just got super in. fast. Yeah, like, not super fast, but just got to hit the stride that she's in and training to the level that she's at. You right, know, and never, she couldn't I... have predicted that her mother was going to pass away right before her Olympic trials. Like, yeah. she couldn't have predicted that. How do you prevent that? You don't. How do you prevent your reaction to what it is? I mean, I get what you're saying. It's like, oh, it was just way too much to risk, and now you might have fumbled the bag, but like, it is what it is. I lost my mother. <sighs> I lost my mother. Also, Let's say her friends smoke as well. Her, that her, woman if, if her friends smoke, they're probably not about to be like, hey, girl, <laughs> don't smoke. They're probably all smoking together to help cope with the, the loss of the mom. And also, if she's a regular smoker, she's been doing this. Right now. I feel like she's been training and practicing right. I, I, with yeah, weed in her exactly. lungs. That's what I'm saying. I'm like, she didn't pop, she didn't pop out the blue and say, hey, hey I'm going to smoke away. I'm going to smoke today. Nah. I think she's been doing it. So you don't believe that story? Hell no. I okay. think that's the story that she's telling, but I I don't think that she is unfamiliar with marijuana. Yeah, I don't believe that to be true. She didn't just start smoking, and that it was just yeah. a coping mechanism. Like that's her drug of choice. Like, right, and she might she might have done it a little <laughs> yeah, bit more. Yeah, she might have you know, done it more because you're grieving. Because you're but. grieving, but she that was, she just didn't. Say, right, well. See, and I was I gave her so much credit for like standing up and sort of taking it. Like, and yeah, I like believed I, her on her word when it was just like, yo, like I did this as a thing. Like, because I thought that was super stand up for her. Like, yo, like. What choice did she got? I still find you, her to be you, very stand up. You do a PR statement and you say nothing. It's a bunch of different ways that could have gone. I, like, I, I, that's I, why I everybody's like, yo, like I respect that. That's I still, real I, respectable. I respect how she did it. And even if she's not like keeping it a hundred 
with the marijuana situation. And again, we're just speculating. I don't know this girl. She could very well have just done it one time. I right. Don't know that. But either way, I feel like, you know, the outrage and people were like mad at the Olympics and I'm going to boycott the Olympics. Like, that's just stupid. She's one person. She is taking the accountability. And right. there's the whole track team is black. The whole gymnastics team is black. There's so many black people to root for right. at the Olympics. Mm-hmm. You know, Shakiri, like, yeah, she's the only one with the lace front and the long nails and the, you know, she's the stereotypical black girl that people always tell them to get out the way. So yeah, she's getting a slow job. That's where she's like getting a lot of this exposure and a lot of this support, but there are other people that can still be supported. And that was my next point to sort of take the conversation to that. It feels like whenever things like this happen, you hear from a lot of people where it's just like, yo, I'm not going to watch the Olympics. I'm not going to really support. There are tons of black people that are in it, that are in track and field, that are still dope. And it's like, nah, because this one thing happened to one person that we rock with because she seemed to be so great, we're just going to sort of turn our back on the rest of it. I'm going to be honest with you. I feel like the people who are saying that, like, oh, I'm not watching the Olympics because Shikari wasn't, isn't going to be in it weren't going to watch it regardless. Like, they weren't going to watch it before they knew about her. And now that she's not, she was their only draw to watch the Olympics. Everybody doesn't get geeked about the Olympics. So it's fake outrage? Um, I don't know if it's fake outrage. I think it might just be, like... I don't know hyperbolic like it's just like it's exaggerated outrage like social media has a really easy way of exaggerating everything like it seems like a yell when really it's just like a, oh man i wasn't going to watch the olympics anyway and i'm not going to watch it now because she's not going to be in it like you're not losing viewership on that i don't believe that there's going to be this large dip in viewership because people on twitter are like damn shikari should have went to the olympics all facts yeah i believe that to be true too because it's like people that said they weren't going to watch because of her they probably weren't about to watch the olympics anyway and they damn sure weren't about to watch the black girls that's in the olympics i mean that's in the gymnastics they just probably wanted to see her and they were like oh you know she's the big thing up so we want to see her race but after that they probably weren't gonna watch it anymore anyway yeah they probably was just gonna watch her yeah, that's her it. races yeah, and her that races. Was it. yeah so no gymnastics like... none of the other sports yeah because i typically only watch like a few sports in the olympics anyway you like i don't watch the whole thing that? nah i don't I'm gonna be honest with you. I don't watch the Olympics. I watch the <laughs> I basketball. I support them. Like I support the teams, and I, I you know, I have no issue with the games, but I don't watch that. Nah, I'm no, I'm no weirdo where I wake up at the time to watch the basketball games. Yeah, generally. I watch the basketball. Like I mean, whenever, like those. Are basketball heads, so that makes sense. It's yeah. really not about the Olympics. It's anytime there's basketball. Nah, I didn't watch the FIBA World Cup. Like, fuck that shit. But like, <laughs> yeah, it's a basketball tournament. It's a big deal. Yeah, it's a. Ba- that's why I said that. It's a, it's like basically like the Olympics, but it's like the World Cup of like basketball. So every yeah, every country has their own team. Never even heard of this. Yeah, it's, a, it's a thing. <laughs> I, typically, yeah. Were you gonna watch her race? If it came on at a good time, yeah. Like, if I had to wake up for it, if no. If it came on. Like, I'm just keeping it real. That, I'm going to keep it real. Like, if, like, if NBC pushed their coverage to make that the primetime thing so I could see it, yes, I would have watched it. Was I going to wake up at, like, 2 a.m. the way I would for basketball? Right, yeah, then I wouldn't, I wasn't going to do that. But how would they be able to move the time around? Like, they do it when they do it, No, 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 no. Like, you don't realize, like, most of this is on tape delay? Because it's, yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, they put the stuff that we want to see on primetime. It's already happened. Yeah, that's a thing. Like they, See, I do not they like just the don't Olympics. do that for. I am not the demographic. Okay, yeah, they just don't do that for <laughs> basketball because it's not big enough. But okay. like, you know, like if it's a, a track thing or when Michael Phelps was Michael Phelps, like, oh yeah, they definitely push those. He's not. He's not swimming no more though. Oh, 
Yeah, he's done. He's still around. Yeah, yeah. He, he got the bag because he's that dude. Which if he smoked weed, he, yeah, he, 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 he took his suspension. But like no, he, he, that's the difference. He never got caught he, with marijuana. No, not while he was like trialing for the Olympics. No, he never tested positive for marijuana. Oh, well, I actually looked, so I looked this months? up. Yeah, prior to, like, I did yeah, some research. So, I know, right? You got to do that before you come in. Yeah, that you did research. Yeah. Nah, you can't come in and just talk like off the cuff. Like, you got to know what you're saying. But basically, there was a photo that went viral of him and having like a um, like a bong or something like that, and that's what he got suspended for. But he never actually tested for positive. Just holding for, a bong. Yes, but he never that's tested positive for marijuana. Crazy. That's worse. That's worse. But you it also suspended for three months for that. You only got one month for testing positive, and you got three months for. I don't know how long he got suspended for, but like it, it was also was. But it also wasn't like Olympic time. So like, let's say it happened in like February. The Olympics ended until the summer, so he was good anyway. Yeah, it's crazy. it's crazy, but like that's the comparison. You know what it is, bro. Like if I see you with drug paraphernalia, we think you did drugs. Like let's keep it a book. Like that's how they hack. I mean, more than likely, yes, yes. If you have the paraphernalia, you are a, you are into those drugs. Speaking of which, here's a, a crazy like place that I'm gonna take this, and you're you might not be aware. There's this book right now that's being or that was written about sort of. Kyrie Irving, Kevin Durant joining the Brooklyn Nets and sort of like the power play that players made so that they run sort of the league instead of like the team owners. Mm -hmm. I'm saying this because like the NBA quietly over the last year suspended testing for weed. The author in this basically said Kevin Durant smokes weed all the time. I mean, like it's not a it's not a performance enhancing drug. Agree. It makes no sense that athletes cannot indulge in marijuana. And most people use most of them use it for pain anyway. One hundred percent agree. But, like, you mean to tell me that in a year where previously cats were getting suspended for it, like, that was a 10-game suspension. Now, all of a sudden, like, we've completely brushed it under the rug that, like, yo, Kevin Durant, who's arguably the best player in basketball in the world, smokes weed every day. Like, I don't feel like we would have been comfortable putting that narrative out just a year ago. I don't think that narrative is out this year. Oh, we homie is doing interviews with everybody and saying that like now he's selling a book but that's absolutely one of the things he said like i listened to a whole like hour interview with dan levitard like i like dan levitard he's very he's about his shit like in terms of journalists and do sports and stuff he's a great guy and he says what he means so when i'm listening to this i'm like damn like i know katie's not happy about this because you don't see him in public being like yo i blow every day like oh, and so the journalist is the one that's exposing this, not Kevin Durant. Correct. And not the NBA. Correct. So I mean, they're not pushing this narrative. Is my point. The journalist is, and if he would have broke it last year or this year, he would have broke it when he broke it. Well, my point was that the NBA quietly like did away with their policies, like where they no longer test for weed. Like if you if you take coke, like uh, what was my name name? Tyreek Evans. Tyreek Evans basically is no longer in the NBA because he used to do coke true shit like tested positive coke they got him the fuck out of here but like, like agree 100 percent agree yeah like, like yeah that's paid in full like i get it like we don't mess with coke coke is bad doesn't it like enlarge your heart or some shit i just feel like that's just bad for someone running up and down the court i don't know what it does to you yeah, i just know like yeah. yeah it's an amphetamine like it's gonna get everything going like you don't need that i mean what is weed weed is like a depressant is it I don't know, I don't know my, my classifications of drugs. It's from the earth, but it, you know, it's probably not good to, to get high before you play basketball. Agree. I don't think he does that. Yeah. I yeah, I don't think he does that. 
don't think he'd be playing that well if he was doing that. But, but you never know. After the game. But nah, it's like, yeah, I was going to say, it's other cats like Matt Barnes and Steven Jackson. Absolutely. Like Matt Barnes. Is, no. But he, oh. <laughs> but he has a podcast that's pretty popular. Him and Steven Jackson. Um, It's called All the Smoke. Funny enough. Because all they do is smoke weed. Matt Barnes literally admitted that I smoke weed throughout my entire NBA career and never stopped. I mean, I just feel like a lot of people, I mean, marijuana is just one of those things that a lot of people do. Same thing with alcohol and drinking alcohol. Like, it's just a lot of people do it. It's just now, like, the stigma is coming away from it. So, you know, it just takes time. But it's so different where growing up, we would see people like, let's say, like, drinking beers, for instance, in the locker room and shit. Michael Jordan smokes cigars. Like, that was a, a thing in sports. And I know you're looking like, really? Yes. These niggas drank beer. MJ specifically smoked cigars in the locker room and then would still drop 30 on you. It's just crazy. Now, then we look at somebody like a LeBron James, who we look at sort of as the poster for, like, how you take care of your body. LeBron might smoke. I don't know if he does or he doesn't. What I do know is that LeBron spends so much money towards, like, the maintenance of his body that he seemingly does shit like, you know, the quote-unquote right way. Like, you don't even see LeBron drinking soda. <laughs> like, he's, like, that big about that right, shit. He drinks wine and that's it. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, but he's he also, also yeah, he LeBron James, and he makes his livelihood off of playing basketball on his body. So. But even to your point with wine, that become another thing. Like, we went through this weird thing where it was like, yo, you can't do anything, have any vices, or we're going to look crazy at you to, like... Yo, Carmelo Anthony has a whole podcast dedicated to like him like drinking wine and like having like conversations with people. CJ McCollum has a wine line. To your point, LeBron is like, yo, I'm trying to figure out what wine I'm drinking after every game. Like we graduated to this point where it's like, yo, you got your advice. We don't even care anymore. But it was a point where everyone looked at you if you did anything that they thought was not PC for the game. I mean, yeah, I respect ability politics play out. And Which is crazy. You know, more loose as the years go by because we realize that things that we were so stringent about just don't make any sense to be stuck up on. And I feel like that's probably what's going to happen with Shikari and with the Olympics. Like, eventually, it's not going to be a problem to smoke marijuana as an Olympic athlete. I think eventually, just too many countries that are legalizing it, it's too lucrative, too many people partake in it. It's, just, it's not going to be a thing. I'm trying to think, do we. <sighs> In our lifetime, do we remember any Olympic athletes like smoking cigarettes? I don't watch the Olympics. Even as a kid? No. You ain't watch like the, the like Dominique Dawes and all of that? I remember Dominique Dawes. I remember Atlanta. I remember getting... She was shorter than you. Yeah. I'm 5'2", so she's 5'2". Nah. I think she's like 5'3". Dominique Dawes is 5'3". She went to school with me. Like, and you'd walk around campus. She's so small. Like, I used to think she's a... Yeah, I used to think she's like a giant because, of course, like the stage that they put you on. You never think that, like, we were like what, thirteen, fourteen I mean, when she was popping. So I always knew that we were little people. I, I had no idea. <laughs> I had no idea. It's a lot of little people. I feel like it's all the you know muscle building as a child and as a female that stunts your growth. I think I don't know. I don't know if there's any scientific backing to that, but. Now all the gyms are small. So I remember that. I remember wearing the paraphernalia, but I never really watched it. I wasn't really into it. Okay. No. Okay. Speaking of, and you sort of took the, the next topic, um, respectability politics. Um, Bill Cosby was f- released from jail, and Felicia Rasrod tweeted out something to the effect of, and I probably should read the tweet, but I'm not. 
but a major um, atrocity has sort of been like corrected. Really happy to see uh, this injustice corrected. Something along those lines. And they lit her ass up. They did. So uh, <laughs> I'm leaving this to the roundtable. Thoughts on that? I mean, I think she needed to be lit up. And I think, you know, there is a long history of black women in the black community upholding patriarchy and misogyny and making their daughters cover up and holding young girls accountable for old creepy men looking at them and sexualizing them. That's a long tradition and Felicia Rashad is just another part of that. She's a part of that generation that did that, that blamed young girls for being raped or being molested by their uncles rather than not allowing the uncle to come to the house. So I expect that from someone of her age. So let's get into this, right? This was the the person that I was expecting to get on the pot. Dead serious. Um, I look at this in two ways. The first thing that I'll say is that Bill Cosby did that shit. The end. Whether he got off for it because of a technicality. Technicality for a deal that he made that the prosecutors went back on. Agree. What they shouldn't. The prosecutors kind of like set that up for him to get off. I don't know if they're that smart, but I hear you. I mean, they knew what they knew the deal that they made. And they still went ahead with it anyway. And they knew that legally that that was Yeah, that but you still, like, what, he was in jail for three years? That's three years instead of nothing. Like, I think that they'd be willing to take that, like... Yeah, I'm, I mean, I'm pretty sure they did. But, yeah, yeah I, I don't think that they did that ignorantly, not knowing. Like, that's, a, that's like, legal one-on-one. Agree. Um, I think that my other big point... Uh, I listened to an interview with Judge Joe Brown and Mark Lamont Hill. And Judge Joe Brown's point was this, and the reason why I thought it was poignant based on what you said about like the way that we sort of look at um, checking women in situations instead of checking men. I agree with you that we need to check like men. There's no disagreement there. But I also think that there's something to be said about like teaching your, your daughters about places that they should or should not go. Now, I know my boy has like a daughter, right? There'll be a conversation to be like, look, I'm not telling you that anything that somebody does to you without your consent is okay, because it's not. But there are certain places that you don't want to put yourself in certain positions, just period, because it could be dangerous. That could be me walking down the street. Think that girls are not getting those conversations? Oh, I think that they... I was a young girl that all I've been taught is how to avoid being raped and assaulted by men since I was a little girl. That is psychologically and mentally detrimental to our development. It's adultifying us way before and introducing us to sexuality and things of that nature way before we're ready for it. That's drilled into almost every woman's head. Places to go, how to protect yourself so you don't get raped. I can't, and I'm not trying to dispel that. I'm not even saying there's anything wrong with that. But if you put yourself in certain positions, like... People then start looking at you because of the position you put yourself in versus, oh, well, we're going to blame the guy. But then that's when they also start blaming the woman as well. Like, they I'll give you. woman regardless because that's rape culture. Women are responsible for the things that happen to them. Period. We're always the adult in the room. Even a young child. If it's between a young child and an older man and she has her breast out or isn't wearing a bra, it's her fault. It's, he's not responsible. That young girl is. 
See, that part I think is trash. It's and again, because you're a father of a teenage girl, like you obviously have a lot to, to say about this. But like, again, the only thing that I harp on is like, if you were to like walk down like a dangerous street at night, right? Male or woman, I would tell you like, nah, that's not the smart thing to do. Regardless of whatever you're wearing, I just would want you to try to maximize your safety. There's a point in that that like we always have to tell people. And I think that we get away from this when we like we don't have that conversation with people. Who doesn't have that conversation with young girls in this in this culture? Like I don't know too many people who have daughters that don't have those conversations with them. I don't know too many women who haven't had those conversations. We're all very painfully aware of how vulnerable we are at all times. And we're constantly thinking of ways of how not to become a victim constantly it's a mental burden at this point i've been doing it my entire life cool so then how do so many people end up in a situation like that with bill cosby um a lot of different reasons like they're thinking he's bill cosby he's fucking the huxtable dude you know that happens people really think oh he's got the pudding pops like i'm not in any danger here he's in this rich mansion his wife is here I'm partying and partaking with Bill Cosby. I'm not thinking he's going to drug me and rape me. I'm not thinking that. You, his wife would be in the building while this is happening. No one is thinking that they're walking into the mind's den when you're dealing with America's TV dad with the pudding pops, with the kids that do the darndest things, and his wife is complicit with this. Like, you're not thinking that you're walking into a, a dangerous situation. So let's take admire him as a comedian, as a actor, as a role model. And you want to be around your role models. You want to be around your heroes. Everybody wants to do that. So what happens if we take Bill Cosby and Heathcliff Huxtable out of the equation, right? We insert average athlete. And I do this and I say this because, again, People put themselves in situations where, like, frankly, they should not be. And I'm not blaming the woman I for, mean, like, what so happened. Like nah, I'm not blaming her for, like, whatever. No, your it's not your responsibility. Your responsibility. Is this man could rape you. Your responsibility is your safety first. Okay. Like, that's it. Yeah. I, I, what a man does to you because he's violating your safety is all wrong. I will always stand for that. Like, I will not, like, that's a hill I'll die on. But we don't want you there too. Like, right. there's a point about like you yeah, can't be in certain situations. People are not usually raped by the scary boogeyman. Right. They're usually raped or assaulted by people that they know, that they trust, that they have been in situations with before, that they they feel like they can trust this person. Exactly. Which is why so many fam, which is why so many women get raped or um, uh, uh, assaulted by family members. It's the trust. You, it is someone that you trust. It is someone that you feel safe with. Is it the trust that you have or is it the trust that your family has? Because I think that's two separate so things. Like, Because to your point, like, yes, when you specifically said earlier, like, yo, the uncles that are doing stuff, you think that your brother or your cousin or whoever that's doing this would never do something like that to your child. We never check with the child to see if, like, they actually, like, trusted the uncle. It's more like, hey, my parent, like, my family loves this person. I don't want to rock the boat, so everything is fine. And that's how we allow this stuff In to, like, happen. Communities, no one is checking with the kids you know, to see how they feel about shit. We do now. We now, get used to it. Yeah, yeah. We, our generation, yeah. You have cases in which the father yeah. has raped their own child. Yeah. So, when, at what point do you talk about... Don't trust daddy. Yeah, like, you know, there, 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 <laughs> there will be no conversation. Yeah. 
rape and sexual assault is a very sensitive topic. And it happens way more than we think. Agree. So, in that case, those women probably went into the room not thinking something was going to happen. They thought that space was safe. And if that man violated them, well, that's on him. Yeah, I don't think that's their responsibility. Yeah, that's not really their responsibility. They were there to... I, I read one of them, they were there for a meeting and he did whatever. I mean, a meeting? You thinking you're about to get assaulted at a meeting? What? I think the one that he was convicted for, she um, worked at Temple. He, you know, was a donor with Temple. She came over. He had taken her on as a mentee. She spent plenty of time with him. She was actually a lesbian. And he drugged her and raped her. Like, he put something in her drink without her knowledge and raped her. How do you protect yourself from that? You don't, but that's not... I, I think those issues are very clear-cut. Like, and again, you can't really... There's no line in that. That shit is all the way wrong. It's wrong whenever it happens. But I am saying specifically, like, so we go to a party. Everybody's doing drugs, right? Mm-hmm. These are the situations that, like, all of our parents are telling us, like, even as a guy that my mom is telling me to avoid. Like, you don't need to go around shit where, like, stuff is popping off that, like, you're not equipped to handle because you don't know what will happen. Like, well, that is a very thing. You didn't get drink. You didn't drink a little bit too much learning your limits. That didn't happen for you? I've never seen people do drugs at any of the things that I went to in college. True shit. Not saying people didn't drink too much because that was absolutely a thing. But people, I never saw like, like I didn't see coke until I moved to LA. You know what I'm saying? Like, I mean, no one in college has coke money, so no, you're not gonna see that. I mean, I maybe the Ivy League schools, but like yeah, I was gonna say I went to like where, a, where you went and where I went. We not no nah, if you see, it was there's people that had some money in, in Maryland, like maybe, but you guys are running in the circles, pretty. You'd be surprised. Okay. You'd be surprised. But you but, see coke until you went to LA after college. Well, yeah, that's when you see people like doing lines <laughs> of coke in like the bathroom and stuff like that became a thing, and I'm like, wow, this is crazy. Like, I don't think this is something for me. You know what I'm saying? And I'm saying that as like a mid twenty year old adult. Where I thought but at the time, and alcohol don't always have to be involved for women to be sexually assaulted. Agree, but they're just certain places that like I wouldn't want to necessarily tell my child to go to, and I'm like, that's what I'm saying. I'm I'm saying that both man and woman, well, like and girl women and boy, explore things as under twenty five, like in their twenties and their late teens. Like you are pushing the limits. Like that is just human biology. That's what happens. You are. You're you're figuring out what your limits are. You're figuring out what your tolerance is. I mean, there's gonna be some trial and error. Yeah, but we was then we was born as fuck because we didn't do that type of shit. Like, and I'm not saying like like there's anything wrong, but like we didn't really do that. We were just like, yo, we trying to get girls. Like there was no like, let me see how much like I could well, drink I tonight I, or. But that's the thing. I think our approach, whether that might have been our upbringing or not, a lot of that didn't have didn't come with drugs or, or liquor. We wasn't really doing none of that. So if we get girls, we get girls just because we want to get girls. Nobody's intoxicated. Nobody's nothing. You know what I mean? It's just regular, you know. But my thing is, it's totally different. Like like you say, a party, right? So it's like, all right, well, yeah, should it, a woman not get intoxicated too much and then go home? With, I mean, leave the party with five guys because something bad might happen? Okay, she's put. She might be putting herself in harm's way. That still doesn't give them the, you know, 
But, yeah, but I think that you're saying that in a way that I, and maybe like I fumbled over my words trying to get to it. But that was essentially my point where I am telling my daughter, don't do shit like this. Not that it's ever OK for what might happen to you or what might not. But like, let's minimize the chances as much as possible. The same thing that my mom is saying to me as a man, like, yo, recognize that like rape is very real. If a woman tells you no, do not do shit. Stop immediately. Because if she says no to you, what you don't need to do is put yourself in a position where you are now like forcing yourself upon her. That is absolutely a conversation my mom had with me. And I'm assuming like a lot of other parents had that with men. Yeah, so like, I'm pretty sure a lot of rapists' parents told them that type of shit. And they still became rapists. Agree, but that's where I'm going. Where it's like everybody tells their children things that they try to do to protect them in some kind of way. Right? right? And then they become adults and make their own decisions and choices. And sometimes they like them decisions... You end up in like crazy situations. Not I mean, that it's yeah, okay for stuff to happen to you. Crazy situations, but I, I still don't feel like if you were ever sexually assaulted or a victim of some type of rape like that, like never, ever, ever, ever blame yourself, and because you, you're they're already beating themselves up. I guarantee you that. Like anyone that's been through some type of situation like that are already going back over and thinking about all the things that they could have done to for them not to end up in that position. When at the end of the day. A rapist is going to rape. Whether you were the victim or someone else was the victim, somebody was going to be the victim. 100% agree. So, like, I don't think it's necessary to be like, well, don't put yourself in those positions because no one is trying to actively put themselves in those positions. They find themselves in those positions and shit goes and escalate and goes left from there. But no one is like, oh, I'm going to binge drink tonight and get gang banged by this whole football team. Like, no one is really trying to do that. I don't know if I agree with that, but I hear why you, you say that. You sit here and tell me that you don't agree that majority of women. Are I didn't say majority. Here. I didn't say majority. If there is anybody that is out here trying to get gang banged and get drunk to forget about being gang banged, they're a anomaly and a minority of the female population. Yeah, I've definitely known of some females that got gang banged by the whole football team, and they didn't. Yeah, and they did. I mean, they didn't care. You know, they willingly did it. Right. Yeah. That's a minority. But that's why I wasn't, I wasn't saying like... We're not exceptions here. We're not talking right. about the rule. These yeah. are exceptions. Majority of people are not trying to get, you know, trains ran on them and have six different dudes in their anatomy and be disrespected in that way. Like, majority of people are not feeling that way. That is a rarity, though. That's a rare situation. Yeah. That is an exception. Majority of women are not going into situations so, feeling like that or trying to set themselves up to be assaulted. It's a horrible exception, too. <laughs> I just, yeah. I wish they could see my face. If this was video, my face is, like, mad uncomfortable because I feel bad for everybody involved. Well, bro, like I said, when you, when you have these type of conversations, rape and, and, and sexual assault is much like religion. It's, it's such a sensitive topic. But that's why I wanted to have, like, honestly, a woman on here. Because even me explaining this, I'm really deathly trying to, like, let people know. I am not saying that, like, it's ever okay to blame the woman for what happened to her. All I'm saying is... saying that she bears some responsibility. No, I just don't want... No, I just don't want you in the situation. There can be... Nobody wants to be in the situation. Cool. I think what he's trying to say is he's looking at it from a parental aspect and saying proper preparation... Can maybe help 
in some situations. Is that what you're saying? Yeah, but you, I mean, I'm but that's why it's my, that's also my best friend sitting on the other side of the table. A lot of different people who have been sexually assaulted, who have been raped, both male and female. I totally agree. Both with you. male and female. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They're not going to be like, oh, you know, I, they're going to be beating themselves up about how they might not have prepared or how they might have misstepped. It's not necessary to say that to anybody. I don't think I would say that to them after the fact. And I'm saying not, like. It's not necessary to really put that into the ethos because that's not the issue. That's really not the issue at the hand. Like, people are not getting raped because they're piss poor preparation and not thinking about their safety. People are being raped because rape culture is prevalent and accountability for rapists in our culture is very low and why, very rare. Why aren't both things true? And that, that doesn't mean that they have equal weight. Yeah, and that doesn't I mean, mean that I they just, have equal I weight. Personally but see, that's where, that's where I think, like, at least I feel like we're getting some ground because you're like, yo, Yes, both things can equal like they're not equally true, but both things are true. Mm-hmm. It's a matter of how far we're talking on the slide. I'm not saying that it gets five percent, ten percent, fifty percent. I'm not just saying it. I am just saying that if you had a child, you would absolutely tell her like, "Hey, these are things that like I've experienced. I want you to be wary of being around in these situations." You would absolutely try to warn your child about stuff like that. I mean, like, I mean, yes, you always try to warn your children. You you tell them, "Don't text and drive. Don't." Drive really fast. How many car fucking accidents do people get into? That's all I'm saying. Like, I can I can die on that hill. That's all but I'm saying. Somebody, like, we want to do that. Not, like, listen, it's an accident for a reason. And I should be trying to explain this to people. Like, it's an accident. No one is, no one is, yes, they might be disregarding safety rules or things that their parents might have told them because that's just how humans are built, especially humans under the age of 25 because your brain is not fully developed and your impulse control is really fucking low and terrible, right? Like, that's a biological fact. So those ages where you're figuring out adulthood and figuring out your impulse control, a lot of times you're going to disregard whatever warnings you have. Your idea for your safety and things like that is a little bit fast and loose there when you don't have the impulse control. So you want to go out and have fun with your friends. You want to speed down the highway. You want to drink, binge drink, and see, you know, like those are things that are happening. It's not you feel like we do more of this like now as adults than we did as kids? What do you mean? Like... Because I feel like the things that she's listening and the reason that I looked over at you, I think we're more reckless with the ways that we've lived as adults than we ever were as kids. We didn't do shit as kids. Of course. Of course. Yeah. And I don't think it's a, a lack of impulse control. I think it's more about what I deem as like acceptable now or what I thought like what I was living for previously. Like those things have changed. Okay. So like, I don't know. I'm just making a point that ultimately... All of that shit is fucked up. It is not the woman's fault. I will just say, like, I want to educate people as much as possible. And if that gets me killed in, like, but I the think sphere. In that, in, that, in that realm, who needs to be educated are not women who are, vic- women who are victimized. It's the perpetrators that need to be educated. Oh, don't get, like, don't think that I'm, like, leaving men out of this. Like, that's why I specifically brought up the conversation my mom had with me. As a child, when I'm growing up, like, yo, if a woman says no, you don't. Full stop. The end. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? Like, that's a thing. And I I don't know how rapists become rapists or how, like, that shit's okay. Because I've never, I don't have a me too moment in my background. Like, yeah, I just there's, don't. Like, there's a lot of cases. If you go home with somebody and they too drunk, then you leave that But that, yeah, that's why, like, I've never, I've never been that dude. Like, nah, you too drunk. Like, nah, you, you going home. Like, I'm not doing this shit. Because... What the last thing I want to have happen to me is like now my life is at risk because of like what your recollection is and it's her word versus mine. 
I don't know if I'm going to win that. Right. So, like, I'd rather not put myself in that situation. Especially if she's a black person. Hear you, but, like, I can't take that risk with my life. I Like, that's not a risk that I'm ever willing to take. I guess I kind of wish, like, Mormon would take the stance of, I don't want to traumatize someone in that way. Another human being, as opposed to, like, I don't want to lose my freedom. <laughs> well, I mean, like, ultimately, like... Like, I get that you don't want to lose your freedom, and I understand that plays a role, too. I just... I just wish that that was something that we taught more in the society. Like, that is a traumatic thing that you are doing to someone else. Agree. And sure, should my first thought be like that I don't want to hurt somebody? Possibly. But my first thought is like, honestly, self-preservation. Like, I don't want to put myself in situations where I can't get out of it. That's also only because that's not your intent anyway. Yeah, like, I'm not that dude. You're not trying to be forceful anyway. You're just saying, I don't want to, you know, I don't want to get her too drunk because I don't know... It, consensual might not be consensual in the morning, so I don't even. I just want to stay clear of that. You can't consent in your drunk. That's what I'm saying. So. I'll give you an example, and this is like mad crazy. I remember have like I remember having a situation where somebody had drank too much. They wanted to get down, but like we had a weird energy previously, so like I didn't want to do that because I thought in the morning she would either regret what she did or feel bad about it or whatever else. So I didn't do it. That's empathy and compassion. But that's my point. That's what I feel like more people should do. The forefront of how we interact with each other. I don't disagree with that. Like, I, you know, I get self-preservation, but it's just like, why are you enacting trauma on other people? Like, start there. There's probably something really fucked up within you. I think people are inherently selfish. That's why they don't really worry about other people, people first. Are selfish, but like, mm, I would say not necessarily to the detriment and harm of others they might be selfish and disregard someone if it's a you or them situation but i don't think most people are going out here seeking to cause harm i feel like this could go in a whole bunch of different ways i see why you say that but like i definitely disagree because i think capitalism inherently means fuck you pay me I mean, it, it definitely helps with greed. And being and that is what, like, if we have a thing, and all three of us are in the same industry, but me and him have something, our job is to put you out of business and then take what's yours. That is inherently looking to do harm to you in some way. Yeah, I mean, I was talking more so on a individual basis, like individual to individual, not a greedy corporation. I think that people... I think that people are like full of shit at this point but i get that's why i said like i get it but it's like ooh, my mind goes there um i don't know i just i don't wake up in the morning it's not hard for me not to harm other people same it's here. not hard for me not to cause other people trauma or you know to be upset it's, that's just not hard for me same here the reason that i always talk to people and people ask me like for instance yo who's your best friend first thing i say like yo darren is my best friend why darren has never ever done anything wrong to me not a single day in his life there are not very many people that you could say that about. Like, doesn't mean that, like, we're not upset with each other or mad with each other or think that we could have handled situations differently. I know for a fact he's never intentionally done anything wrong to me. Like, intention is a lot. Like, and knowing that, that's why it's like... Do you think like, majority of people intentionally mean to do harm to you? I think, ma- to you? I think the, the majority of people are selfish. Like, I absolutely... That, that's what it goes back to my Honestly, earlier point. Like, I've been harmed a lot by a lot of different people, and I really don't think that anyone really was meaning to 
hurt me specifically. They just if it happened, they happened. Some fucked up shit within them, and they're hurting whoever is in proximity. I just happen to have the um, the misfortune of being in proximity. Okay. Yeah. Um. Last thing before we sort of wrap this up. Uh. You sort of talked about how we got in, or you saw the I'll say the internet getting Felicia Rashad's ass. Does that mean she should lose her job at Howard? She's not going to, so it don't matter. Not what I asked. Does that mean that like people should still be calling for her job? Uh, Howard is a private institution, and if Howard decides that Felicia Rashad is not the best representative to their private institution and decided to let her go, that is Howard's decision. Why you give me the PC answer? It's not a PC answer. I'm, I really do honestly believe that. Like, I feel like a lot of times we, with like the social media outrage or cancel culture, or whatever, like we take away the people involved's autonomy and ability to make these decisions. Like, for whatever reason, people, you, like, you know, people seem to think, oh, well, it was an uproar on Twitter, so like maybe Howard's gonna respond to that. That doesn't really happen. They responded. They just didn't do anything about yeah, it. Then, I mean, they made a statement. But yeah. no, honestly, like within capitalism, if it's, it, it don't, they don't really care about any of that stuff. It's like it's a risk reward situation. Am I going to lose money or am I not? It's really not about people or the harm that is caused. It's like, am I going to be making money or not? And that's, you know, ultimately what it's going to come down to. So I don't think social media has as much pull. I don't think all of that like social media dragging does as much damage as much counseling as people think it does cancel to me i say all the time cancel culture is not real the shit that most people don't even use twitter the shit that be in the uproar in twitter majority of people in this world don't even know what the fuck y'all are talking about they don't know what the outrage is they don't know none of that shit i do not believe cancel culture is real do some people get canceled i suppose so but i really don't know too many examples y'all R. supposedly come R. kelly is waiting criminal charges for shit that he did yeah. that is not being canceled he's being treated like the criminal that he is well no nah, he's not been canceled though they pull all of his music off of all of the platforms yes, but he still like, was selling out concerts he still had fans bailing him out he still has supporters but we aren't doing that like who, the masses the masses aren't though and i, I get what you're saying a lot of supporters i don't we can't quantify that number to know exactly how many supporters he has or ha- does not have or has lost as a result of this coming to light but it's to me it's just not real it's not a real thing i have a friend uh we're gonna say her that her name is l we used to joke that like r kelly definitely peed on l because there was like this this photo that she joke about that she doesn't believe that r kelly did any of that shit like she's a like super fan so like so that's go. why like that's why we always really. right that's why we always joke like yo like there's definitely this like image of her in like the front row like oh my god well r kelly's just kind of standing over and it looks like he's peeing on her like we made a lot of jokes about this kind of is but i get why you can feel that way because he's a super fan but like to your point there are people that don't believe he did it i think it's the same thing with bill cosby and old people there's old people, people like don't believe that shit here's the thing that i'm saying like council coaches not right there's people who feel like he probably did do that shit and do not give a fuck and still support him well, yeah, they separate. Those are the people that separate the yeah, quote unquote man. art from like the man. <laughs> Stepping in love, name a love snaps. I don't care if he did this on a little girl. People don't care. So there's also that factor. So I honestly, I really don't think cancel culture is real. Like, you can't convince me of it. 
my guilty pleasure, I absolutely follow OJ Simpson on Twitter. <laughs> he's like, yo, he's like, wrap it up. Like, I said something crazy. Wrap it up. Like, <laughs> cut that part out, bro. No, don't cut that out. Excuse me. Explain that. You was all alive in the 80s, so you was well with presence of mind in 94. And I know you have presence of mind now. I have seen all the documentaries and damning evidence against this man. I just think somebody else did it. Who else? The son. That's who I think. Why would it? Okay. So the man that has that was, after, so just, the man that was married to her that was has a pattern of putting his hands on her and being extremely jealous. His son did it, not him. I think somebody was friend. That's just what I think. Okay. I really that don't make no sense, Darren, and you know it don't make no damn sense. But look, this is what I'm going off. Of. I'm going off of the, the documentaries that I was watching. I'm like, you know how they have a twist. I'm like, but well, damn, they had me thinking maybe the son did do it. Cause it was the that last one that they came out with, was it uh, when Cuba Gooding was playing uh, uh-huh. OJ? I was like, damn, maybe the son did. I don't know. What? They, I watched that. It was the People versus OJ, and they did not mention the son. No, nah, the son was in it though, right? No, son wasn't in it. No, he wasn't in then it. Who was sleeping in the in the back in the back of the house? That's Kato. That's a white dude. So maybe Kato did. Kato was in the back of OJ's house, not Nicole's house. She got murdered at her house. Only on the real world do we still think that OJ Simpson didn't do it. But you follow him, so yeah. Yeah, like I do. And he says like stone cold murderer. But he he says like a lot of like provocative shit. I'm not gonna lie. And he talks about fantasy sports. Like his fantasy sports advice is great. Didn't he come? Didn't he say if he was to name? Didn't he do like some reenactment? He said, "If I were to have done it, this is what I would have done." Now that that, that, you know that that you know that's not actually true. No, that was a book. It didn't get released because it was a trash. Well, no, no, no. Like here's the part. Here's the part that's not true. He apparently wrote a book. Then, like, because of, like, the way that he's supposed to pay, like, the Goldman family back, they got control of said book, renamed the book, and added things in, like, yo, if I did it, this is what I would have done. That wasn't on him. Dead ass. Like, it was, like, this weird thing. I found out about this in the 30 for 30 documentary about OJ. Like, the ESPN shit. Like, I'm not talking about the people versus OJ. I'm talking about the actual documentary. Like, they had a 30 for 30. That 30 for 30 was, like, Let's say like four nights worth of episodes. Like that shit was long as fuck. Yeah, it was all about OJ. It it went from like talked about his life to the car chase to like the trial, post trial. Yeah, yeah. when he was like living in Miami and doing all that stuff to him. Like yeah, to him like literally getting arrested. Either way, that was crazy. Did you not hear me just say like, yo, OJ did that shit? Okay. I still follow him. Like I'm sorry. So you're cool, but follow. So that's what I'm saying. Cancel culture is not real. This man is an. You think he, he actually murdered his 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 his, his ex wife, but because he gives you good commentary and provocative commentary on Twitter, it's all fucking good, right? It's not all fucking good. I think it's terrible <laughs> that he did that, but I follow well, OJ Simpson. Terrible. Yeah, that's like the R. Kelly people. It's terrible that he pissed on that little girl, but you know, step in the lane, but love slaps. Yeah. I- <laughs> hey, we're done. Yeah, there's no final words to this. Uh, <laughs> Rochelle, thank you for coming to the podcast. Thank you for having me. Darren, you already know. No doubt, uh, ball players want to rap. Rappers want to ball. My name is Darella, the Real World, and hopefully we'll see you guys next week. Peace. Right. Peace.